Welcome to r slash true off my chest, where a teenage girl slowly comes to the realization that the guy she's babysitting for is a groomer. Our next Reddit post is from Committee According. I'm a 17-year-old girl, and I've been babysitting for this family for a while now. Since they're two young parents working full-time with two young kids, ages 1 and 3, I previously mentioned that I would be happy to assist with other tasks as well, such as grocery shopping and other things. But for the time being, all I've been asked to do is watch the kids. The mother and the kids were leaving the country for a month, so the dad called me a few days ago to ask if I could help with cleaning the house since he was the only one home at the moment. I don't like where this is going. He offered to pick me up the same day to simply look around the house and create a schedule, and I didn't give it much thought. Since he always did this when I was going to babysit, it wasn't unusual when he picked me up in his car. He instructed me in the car to keep the mother in the dark about this, and he also told me that I was very beautiful. I thought that it was a little strange, but I kept my mouth shut. Then, he stood me in front of the mirror as soon as we got home to check to see if I was taller than him. I felt uncomfortable as he held me around the waist to measure me. He showed me the mess around the house, and then we somehow got on the subject of my upcoming party, which led to him taking out his wife's wedding dress and then asked me to put it on and to borrow it to the party. What? I declined and pretended that we were pressed for time. He offered to drive me to school later and said that we could eat something small first, and he gave me a snicker and we sat down. I got a little bit of chocolate on my lips, and he forcefully touched my lips to take it off. We got out to the car, and he once again reminded me not to say anything to his wife. He held my hand while his Tesla was in autopilot mode. He told me to stop talking to other men while he was holding my hand. I was so startled by this that I mentioned that I had a boyfriend, which is true. He said something along the lines of, Well, I guess that's okay. Just don't ask him for money. I can always fix that. And don't work for another family. We need you here. I didn't respond to his comment much because I was horrified. He continued to hold my hand, placing his hand beneath mine and holding it as if he were going to kiss it. Another strange thing was he repeatedly asked me when I was going to turn 18. He said that we could go out to eat sometime because he was so alone now with the kids and wife being gone. Then he dropped me off. I also observed that he was, oh, I can't say this on YouTube, a certain, there was some tenting action going on the whole time. I don't know, it freaked me out. Please give me advice. Should I stop working for the family and never meet him again? All right, OP, here's your advice. Show this post to your parents and show this post to your wife. Do not under any circumstances meet this guy again, especially not in private. The <laughs> this is just a long list of red flags. Obviously, this guy is trying to get into your pants. But on top of that, he's trying to isolate you from other people by telling you not to talk to other men, which is classic abuser behavior. Also, he's planting the seeds that he wants to be your sugar daddy, I think, by saying that he can pay you money, which realistically in this case is hush money, let's be honest. Stay safe, girl. Do not ever go back to see this guy again. Our next Reddit post is from New Morning. Both me and my best friend are 20-year-old women. We've been friends for about five years or so. I've considered her my sister because we were just that close. We tell each other everything. She told me that she was hooking up with a married man. Mind you, this guy was like 50 or something with kids and grandkids. 
I told her to end it because she was being stupid. She knows that I don't condone cheating. I try to keep an open mind, but some things, like cheating, I just don't tolerate. But she said that she's going to continue hooking up with him because he makes her feel good about herself. Her reasoning was that this married man would rather passionately hug her than his wife, and that made her feel good about herself. But I need y'all to know this. Hooking up with a married person isn't a brag, it just means you're pathetic. I asked her what about his wife, and she said that she doesn't care about his wife. Her words were, If his wife was being a good wife, then he wouldn't be out here passionately hugging me. And that just pissed me off. I screenshot all of our texts. She would send me videos of them passionately hugging each other, their text conversations, their dates, all the gifts he bought her, videos of him badmouthing his wife, and so much more. So I saved all of it. I easily found him on social media because my friend was following him. This moron didn't even make his account private. He posted pictures of his wife, kids, and grandkids. From there, I found his wife on social media, followed her, and sent her a DM with all the proof. Then, I sent my friend a text saying that she's the scum of the earth, and I don't want anything to do with her. After that, I blocked her on everything. OP, I think you did the right thing and all, but since when do people send explicit videos of them passionately hugging strangers to their friends? Now, I'll be the first to admit that I'm a little bit older, I'm in my 30s, so I'm not like super hip and with it with the young people trends, but is that what 20-year-olds are doing nowadays? Hooking up with married people, filming themselves, and then being like, hey, bro, you want to see something cool? Here's me passionately hugging some stranger. What? I don't want to see videos of my friends doing that. I don't want my friends to see videos of me doing that. Our next Reddit post is from a man filled with regret. I'm a 35-year-old man, and I met my wife, Annabelle, who's 34, when we were in college. My family was lower middle class, and I was hustling to make sure that student loans didn't kill me post-graduation. At first, everything seemed great. Annabelle was truly my rock through some really hard times. I struggle with anxiety and depression, as well as imposter syndrome. She had her own struggles too. I thought that we fit well. My parents and sister always told me that while she seemed nice enough, something was off. This suspicion only increased when Annabelle dropped out of college and shared her plans to become a housewife and stay-at-home mom one day. And as such, she didn't need a degree. Back then, there was no guarantee that I would have a high-paying job, but I also didn't mind her staying home with our future kids. Then, I got an offer for my dream job. Six figures, company car, travel, the works. They'd also pay for me to obtain my master's degree, something that seemed out of reach considering I was drowning in student loan debt. I could finally move out of my parents' house and get one of my own. I used part of my signing bonus to buy an engagement ring for Annabelle. Because I began dating her prior to the money, I never imagined that she was with me for anything else. She loved me when I was a broke college student. We planned our futures back then. My family tried to point out the red flags. Annabelle planned an over-the-top, expensive wedding. She wanted the biggest house she could find. My signing bonus was drained rather quickly, and I was worried about not saving enough. I constantly told her to slow down, that we don't need the best of everything, and she would, for a while. Then, it would pick up again. We had two kids together, who are now eight and four. 
The big spending got worse when they came along, but again, I was okay with it. I was making good money and we could afford it. Annabelle grew up in a similar situation to me, so I figured she just wanted to spoil the kids. Then I got laid off from my job. It wasn't out of nowhere. The field I'm in has slowly begun to dwindle over the years. I stayed on for as long as I could, but at this point, the company is going under. Annabelle was worried when I relayed the news, but I informed her that we had our savings, so we'd be okay until I found work again. I was hired at a new company in a similar but different field within a month. The catch? I'm making significantly less. It's enough to live off of and we can stay in our house, but things need to change. I pointed out that our kids can't go to private school anymore, that we can't take multiple lavish trips a year, no more frivolous spending. Annabelle wasn't happy, but again, I gave her grace. It was a big adjustment, even for me. Just two months after I started at my new job, Annabelle came to me and said, I don't think I can do this anymore. I was taken off guard, and we had several discussions that amounted to her taking the kids to be with her mother while we took a break. I already knew that our marriage was over. No one can come back from a break unscathed. Sure enough, a few weeks after she moved out, she told me she wanted a divorce. She claimed that we had grown apart, said that I worked too many hours at my last job and I was never around. While it is true that I did work a lot, I was home every night for dinner and we had all the weekends together. I traveled often, but she always came with me up until our oldest started elementary school. Back then, she never complained about a thing. In fact, I once said that I was tired from working a long week and I felt guilty that she was home alone with two kids, but she assured me that she was happy. I asked her several times if this was about me losing money. She denied it up and down. She said that she got married so young and now I need to see what's out there. She put all the blame on me. Naively, I told myself that this was what happens when you marry your college sweetheart. You grow apart. I didn't want to believe that my entire marriage had been a lie. Within two weeks of filing for divorce, she was with someone new. The reality came crashing down. She tried to play it off as they just so happened to meet, but they moved fast. She was moving in with him within three months. They were engaged before our divorce was even final. The new guy is a surgeon. He makes six figures a year. I don't know if her cheating began when I got laid off or before. I suppose it doesn't matter. We're divorced now. Due to my schedule, I only see my kids every weekend and I hate it. I regret not making Annabelle sign a prenup because she gets half of everything. My family is aware that she's moved on, and I know they have their suspicions, but we've never spoken about it. In the three years since the divorce, they've never uttered, I told you so, even though I deserve it. I went from loving Annabelle to despising her. I love my children very much, but I hate that I wasted 10 years on a woman who only wanted me for my money. I should have so much more money saved up, but she either squandered it on useless junk when we were married or took half of it in the divorce. God, I hate her. OP, that sucks for sure. I definitely feel for you. But I don't know how I feel about this story because I feel like I'm missing something here. Like your family says that she's a gold digger, but 
Like, why? Why did they why did they think that she's a gold digger? We see no evidence anywhere in this post that she's a gold digger. Honestly, the things that she's doing in this post aren't really indicative of a gold digger, that she's a stay-at-home mom. I mean, lots of women are stay-at-home moms and not a gold digger. So, I don't know. It just kind of feels like something's missing here. Like, the entire middle of the story? I, I don't know. Maybe it's right. Maybe OP is correct that she's divorcing him solely because he got he lost his money and he lost his job. Um, I just, I don't know. I kind of feel like we're missing something here. Like, especially since she hooked up with you before you even got a high-paying job. I suppose if OP, you know, has a degree in IT computer science and she can sort of expect a certain amount of income, but still, either this woman is really playing the long con or she's like, can read the future here. I don't know. What do you guys think? Is the woman here a gold digger or is OP uh, bending the truth a little bit? Our next Reddit post is from Exhausted and Lost. I married my bully sister. I just had to tell someone because I was talking to my wife about it recently. I'm from a very small, very bigoted southern town, and it wasn't hard for others to find fault in anything I did. Also, due to the size of my town, I was in the same class with the same people from beginning to end. I had a lot of bullies back then. People who would hurl slurs at me. People who would purposefully ostracize me. Teachers and staff would overlook it because they're just playing around. There was also an uptick in homophobic slurs when we hit high school. Now, I'm a proud non-binary pagan, but back then, I was terrified of anyone knowing that I even liked girls. The one girl who was openly lesbian in our school was tortured both verbally and physically. And the school overlooked it because she was already troubled. What sense that made, I will never know. Regardless, being publicly outed as anything not straight in that town was a guarantee that my life would be hell. There was this one particular bully who did that. He certainly wasn't the originator of the rumor, but because he was one of the more connected students in town, his words held a lot of weight. If he said it on a Monday, by Tuesday, the entire town was calling me all sorts of homophobic slurs that I didn't even really know what they meant. From 7th grade until I was baptized to fix me, I was everything from a predator to a whore to a witch, and those were the gentle words. I didn't find out that it was him, however, until after I married his sister. I didn't marry my angel out of spite towards him. He wasn't even a thought. My wife is smart, funny, beautiful, kind, and all around the most amazing person I've ever met. We'd met in passing while we lived in our hometown, but we became so much closer after we moved away. We knew who each other was because in a town of our size, everyone knew everyone's great-grandparents, but it never registered what it would mean to marry her outside of marrying my best friend. It wasn't until she was telling me about her plans to visit her brother now that he was about to have a baby that it clicked. I married my homophobic bully sister. The ammo, the jokes, the clapbacks. I've missed so many opportunities to rub in this butthole's face that I got with his sister. I'm a fool. I came to Reddit because I can't lament to my wife about it anymore, but I can't get over my absolute lack of proper revenge for this. I also don't know how to go about it other than going, Hey, you remember that time that you made my life a living hell for being gay? Well, I passionately hugged your sister, so maybe you were onto something. Personally, OP, I think it would be awesome if you humbled your bully. But keep in mind, the best revenge is a life well lived. 
that was r slash true off my chest. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.